Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We do nothing but get immense insight into the NFL when we have Dan Graziano on the program, and we do right now. He joins us on set. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Danny, before we actually get to football, you mm-hmm. just told us that you have uh, the weekend off this week, so to speak. You've got some family stuff to tend to. And we were talking before the break uh, last hour that my wife, has, uh, who is a huge sports fan, has scheduled a flight for her to get home at 3.30 on Sunday afternoon, and I am now expected to pick her up. How would you handle this situation as a veteran of marriage? Even though I'm a veteran, I am struggling with this because it seems to have come from nowhere that I would have to go and pick her up at the airport. Yeah, I mean, like, if you sent, like, if you splurged on a real nice car service, like, would that be wrong? Like, she'd be upset about that? Uh, she would be annoyed at spending the extra money. Oh, okay. Like not, so not, that's no good. I could send an not Uber. Not the treatment, right. But yeah. not like, you know, if I like sent a, her the right. super car service, right. that she'd be annoyed by that. Well, that's tough. 3.30, because now you're missing, like, 3.30 is the worst, because that's like when all the early games are ending, and every yep. game this year is like coming down to the, yeah, I don't, that's a tough one. <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe I uh, shall be delayed. Wow. <laughs> that's a great call. I gotta, hey. I gotta, you know what I gotta do? I gotta wow. na- enable the notifications wow. on my phone wow. right now so I remember that. Dandy, that's an awesome that, call. That could happen. Yeah. Or you show could up happen. early, you park somewhere in the airport where you can watch the games. Yeah. And then you just, when you pick her up, you say, we gotta go to, I don't know, where? Some, some place that has the games on Giddy before up. we go home. There He's thinking. That's yeah, outstanding. Like there, are ways, there, are, there are workarounds this here. This is the insight that we look for. Yeah. So, let, you know, let's talk about actual football for a minute. Okay. I thought uh, we were talking about the Yankees. <laughs> Please, dear God, no. They're toast. Yeah. You know, you, you by <laughs> Thanks, the way. Thanks, Roz. I appreciate that. You, Thanks, you, And right <laughs> before you. we came on the air, <laughs> you. you absolutely ripped the heart out of Chris Canty, like, just like Jessica Mendoza. Yesterday it was Jess Mendoza. Today it's Dan Graziano telling me my team. I think I was just, I just got an alert. I think they just struck out again. Thank you for that, Graziano. Thank you for that. Uh, speaking of striking out, Thursday night football tonight. Yeah, we've, wow. baby. we've got the Saints the and we've got the Cardinals. I don't know who's exactly going to play for the Saints Nobody. because that seems to be a better question right now as opposed to who's going to miss tonight. Well, you got Olave, Chris Olave. It sounds like he'll be back, so that's mm-hmm. a big one. Uh, and, I mean, neither quarterback was on the injury report like uh, with the designation, so it's possible that Winston could play. or I, I don't know who they're going to go with at quarterback just yet, but... Um, but yeah, not Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. I mean, they, they, Lattimore, like they're they're a mess. Arizona should take care of this, but there are a lot of things Arizona should do that they don't do. Uh, and it's been a weird year for them. And it's been three weeks since anyone scored more than twelve points in a Thursday night game. So we're hoping, we're hoping somebody puts a couple touchdowns on the board tonight. I don't really care who it is. Yeah. Just want to see some points. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Hopkins be back. So That's hopefully right. that gives the Cardinals passing game a little bit of a boost. But you're talking about an organization that extended the quarterback, the general <laughs> manager, and the head coach. So who's under the most pressure to get this season turned around for Arizona? I think you're probably looking at the coach because the quarterback contract is uh, a lot more significant, right? Like a lot sure. harder to get out from under. Uh, we've seen quarterbacks on big contracts dealt in recent years, but yeah, I, I, that was a lot of extensions for a team that does not seem to be progressing, right? Like this is an offense that looks like it's getting a little worse. Yeah. Uh, so they got to show something. I, w- I would think the coach and possibly the GM would be in the crosshairs if they end up having a, a bad year. Yeah. 
Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us on set. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan, let's get to Daniel Snyder. We <laughs> saw Jim Ursay as the yeah. guy that came out the other day and said, I do feel like there's merit to removing him as owner. And we were kind of looking, reading between the lines, so to speak. The owners, you think, sent him out there to be that I guy? I don't think so. So we were over there, right? It was at the it was at the Conrad Hotel down here, and a bunch of us standing around in the lobby. I mean, anybody who's ever covered something like this knows that like, it's a lot of standing around. Uh, and you worry, you're worried it's not going to be worth your time. Then out comes Jim Ursay about like you know about like four thirty in the afternoon, and just just oh, here you go, guys. I, I think he had something to get off his chest. There was a lot of pushback from the people I talked to on that idea that like they sent him out there as the designated, you know, hit guy. And then the other thing is like all the other owners kind of skedaddled without saying anything. So if he was sent out there by them or by the league, uh, you would think that others would have maybe followed suit at that point, as opposed to all declining comments. So I think it might have been just Jim saying what Jim thinks, but. Um, he was asked, do you think there'd be 24 votes to remove him? He said, possibly. He's not making that up. He's obviously talked to his fellow owners, I'm sure, uh, before answering a question like that. But, um, yeah, it, it's a, it was an interesting it, – it, it could because, like, you now start to say, like, well, now it can happen, right? Like, now, like if, if, if at least one NFL owner is talking openly about it, then maybe that's the beginning of the road to ultimately – them taking action and removing him. But there's this investigation going on. They all say they want to finish, uh, get to the end of the investigation. Uh, even Ursay said that multiple times in his, uh, in his uh, session with the media. But, um, yeah, the idea that it's possible, I think, is, is, is news in and of itself. Dan, normally the Lions-Cowboys wouldn't be a game that we would consider consequential on the NFL slate. But Dak Prescott, yeah. from all the signs, is pointing toward being the starting quarterback again. I know a lot of people are out there wondering – are the Cowboys rushing him back? What is the risk of recurring injury in this situation? What have you heard about the Cowboys' comfort level in Dak and the risk of re-injuring that thumb? Yeah, I think they've been actually extra cautious. I mean, I think you know he was ready to come back a week or two ago, and they've, mm-hmm. they've been holding him back and making sure, taking it step by step. And if you look at what the Cowboys have done with their injuries and with him the last couple of years, they have erred on the side of caution. And I think... You know, it, it, Cooper Rush's success bought them some time. But, no, I, I, if he was not all the way there in terms of gripping the ball and throwing the ball, and if they thought there was a risk of re-injury, then they would not be playing him. So I would not worry about him being rushed back. We saw Russell Wilson come back from, from a similar kind of thing last year after only three games. Three this is five. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think my understanding of how, how it works there with the Cowboys medical staff right now is like, all right, he's good. Great. Give him one more week, and then we'll bring him back. And I, I think they feel like they've been that responsible with Dak. Speaking of Russell Wilson, Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. Uh, he now has what's being called a uh, significant, it seems, hamstring injury. We may not see him this week. But the Broncos' situation overall, Dan, between him and Nathaniel Hackett makes sense of what's going on here and if this is ultimately fixable for everybody. I mean, that's the good question, right? Because, like, it, it's so ugly. The operation is so messy on offense. And, you know, one week it can look like, you know, it, it's the communication with the sideline. And another week it can look like Russell's off. And it, it just like, – the whole entire thing is a mess. Like, they lost the running back, the young running back, Javante Williams. That's a big part of this. They lost one of the receivers. I, I, but it's it, – yeah, it, it, the, the fact that Hackett and Wilson – 
haven't been able to click and haven't been able to be productive together is very alarming because, you know, if you're the Broncos, you're kind of wedded to both those guys, right? I mean, you just gave them both contracts. So I think it's fixable because Russell Wilson has enough in the bank to make you think that, you know, that he can, that he can play better than this. But he was never a guy that had injuries, right, that, that threatened to keep him out of games. And now you have, uh, you know, the issue from last week with the shoulder, and now you have a hamstring. And if that's going to start to be part of this equation, then that's another wrench in the works that makes you think, uh-oh, they might not be able to, to bring it back from this. I, I don't know how. Their defense is good, but the offense is just brutal. And, and unless they elevate that to even okay, I, I don't see what their chances are. Talking with ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano on Greeny. And Dan, staying with the quarterbacks, Tua spoke to the media this week. He said he lost consciousness after the hit against the Bengals three weeks ago, that ugly scene that we saw one. where he yeah. was fencing. Yeah. Um, my, my question to you is, where are we at in Tua's recovery from that concussion? And could we potentially see Tua on the field in Sunday Night Football against the Steelers? Well, I think that's the plan. I, I think you know, he's been, they've said he's been cleared. Their, expect, their expectation is that he will start this game Sunday night. Uh, and look, I mean, my understanding on the concussion issue is he went, to, he went and saw outside you know, outside sources here to, to get him cleared, right? Like to get him checked out. It wasn't just, it's not just Dolphins team doc. They've sent him around uh, and had different people look at him. So they're very confident. I think, it, you know, I think he was cleared last week, like in time to play last week's game and they, they held him out. Um, so they've been, they've been careful with it lately. Um, yeah, obviously a lot of eyes are going to be on this. And if, if something were to happen again, you, you do fear for the young man. But I mean, there comes a time when, According to the protocol, he's cleared, and, and my understanding is they've reached that time, and and uh, and they plan to play him. Danny, great stuff. Appreciate the insight as my always. My pleasure. All right, talk a little more Yankees. No, no, no. Why? Why does he want to do? I'm just why a does bitter. Do I'm just a bitter time? Mets fan. Like that's all it is. Like I'm just. I, I gotta live <laughs> through we, other people's pain. At least we pain. got to the CS. They didn't make yeah, it out of the wild. That's exactly around, right. So. That's exactly <laughs> right. There you go. There's a good, healthy dose of Schadenfreude in the Mets fan base yeah, about exactly. the Yankees. Yeah, we already took out the Braves. That, that was fun. Now we we'll see what happens with the Yankees. Canty <laughs> <laughs> and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. That's Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive insurance gives you protection on the phone online or on the app 24 7 because things happen 24 7 quote at progressive.com currently there are 10 three and three teams in the nfl so which ones have a real shot at the super bowl we will handicap that for you greenie the podcast Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten three-and-three teams out there right now. Ten, a third of the league. Not to mention... You know, a couple of three, two, and one teams, or a three and two team because they've already had a bye. Mm-hmm. It is nuts how many we've got right down the middle. It's Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance in for Greeny today. There are so many podcasts out right now, and it takes a team of people to bring them together. Whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place makes it easy. ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. So before we get into it, quick question. Do mm. you like the parity in the NFL with 10, 3, and 3 teams, or do you, would you rather it be top-heavy? I don't love it when it's top heavy. Okay. I I like for fans to have as much interest as late into the year in their team as they can. Okay. And us working in New York, that has not been the case for quite some time up until this year. But things they are changing. Yes, they are. But usually today's October twentieth. <laughs> I mean, Nuno, you as a giant fan, October twentieth season's pretty much been over for how long now? Last ten years? Wow. Wow. Seriously. I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, Ben McAdoo had that one year. Yeah. Yeah, like I've enjoyed the season. This is the part of the season now with the next four games that the Giants have where my Ajita and all that other stuff like will increase because you're now facing teams that you you should be right like you've won games that you had no business to win that last couple years you would have gotten blown out now it comes to this part of hey i still don't think you're very like you're not even if you make the playoffs you're not going to go very far in the playoffs but i'm enjoying this the season just Mm. don't screw it up giants just don't so so what he's saying is if they go down to jacksonville and lose all of the goodwill that they built up through the first six weeks is out the window that's what he just said (laughs) that's what he just said What what you're saying is you believe this is a house of cards that's going to fall apart as soon as somebody pulls one card out. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. Like if Daniel Jones throws a horrendous uh, pick, fumbles, you know, just at the wrong time, something of that nature, uh, it's it's all over. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And understandable. Understandable of being 5-1 and but feeling like you're teetering on the brink. So with that in mind, it is time for the green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. So today's green list, Canty will present to us the top five three and three teams that actually have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl or even win the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So let's roll right out of the gate. With number five. Well, we're going to kick off the green list with the Green Bay Packers. And, Carlin, I know what you're going to say. This is a team that's notorious for underachieving once they get into postseason. But they do have the back-to-back MVP of the league in Aaron Rodgers. Anytime he's on your squad, you got a shot. Now, when we look at the issues for the Packers, 
They don't seem like they're talent-related. Carlin, on defense, they got seven first-round draft picks. Now, I still can't understand how they're allowing opposing quarterbacks to complete 71% of their passes or how they're allowing opposing offenses to run the ball at will. But to me, that screams of a leadership issue much more so than a talent deficiency or something wrong with the schematics from the coaching staff. On offense, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, they haven't been able to get going in the second half. They're 30th in second-half scoring differential. But, Carlin, they're eighth in first-half scoring differential. So for all of the conversation about how they missed Devontae Adams and how they might be bereft of talent, they got enough talent to score in the beginning of games. Mm -hmm. They just can't score in the second half. So to me, again, it's not a talent issue. It's a leadership issue. So you still believe they have a chance? They ha- you're saying you got a chance. Yeah. You're saying you got a chance. Okay. Label me dumb and dumber. You are lost. Number four. Next. San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers. Look, I know it was a bad loss. To the Atlanta Falcons, I get it. We're not looking at the Falcons as one of those teams that we expect to see in the postseason picture. But it wasn't the 49ers that lost to the Falcons because the 49ers didn't have Eric Armstead. The 49ers didn't have Nick Bosa. Hafunga, their safety, is in concussion protocol. Mike McGlinchey is hurt. He's not practicing. Travarius Ward was out. Like, Jimmy Ward is just getting back now with a hand injury. Trent Williams is just getting back now with an ankle injury. So as this team gets healthier, as they get more of their pieces back, I think they'll be much more formidable. I get it. They got the Kansas City Chiefs rolling in here in week seven. Might not be the best place to catch a win, but this team does have the slump buster of all slump busters in the Kyle Shanahan era on the horizon in the Los Angeles Rams right before the bye week two weeks from now. Look at you. So they're going to get right. Don't you worry. The San Francisco 49ers will be there. I think we just learned who's not going to be on this list. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Number three. Number three, the Cincinnati Bengals, Carlin. Last Mm. year's darling that made it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. It looks like that Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase connection is starting to get going. You saw him rocking Jamar Chase's college jersey from the national championship into the Superdome. And they went in there and lit it up together. Joe Burrow, three touchdown passes, over 300 yards. And Jamar Chase put on a show. I think as that connection begins to build steam, you'll start to see the Cincinnati Bengals stack some wins. Number two. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And for all the talk about Tom Brady's commitment level, ask yourself this, guys. Tom Brady is 45 years old. Imagine what it takes to physically prepare to play a game at 45 years old in the NFL and then recover in a week's time and do it all over again. Don't question Tom Brady's commitment just because he missed a walkthrough to go to Robert Kraft's wedding. The guy is locked in. For God's sakes, his marriage is on the brink because he decided to come back and he wanted to play football. This guy is committed to playing football and being the very best that he can be. I attribute all of their early season struggles to all of the new that's on the offensive side of the ball. But, Carlin, if you think back to Brady's first year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers through the first six games – His QBR is exactly the same as it is right now. It's 57. So from a production standpoint on the field, Tom Brady is not giving you anything different than you saw through the first third of the season in the Super Bowl year. As this team gets healthier with the offensive line and that interior has the opportunity to work together and get more games under their belt, I think you'll see a different Bucs team at the end of the season. And the saving grace that the Bucs have is that they're in the NFC South. That division is a low bar to clear. They'll be in the playoffs. You are going to hear from me on this in a second. But first. Number one. My Baltimore Ravens. Boy, you won't give it up. I can't give it up. 
I can't quit that narcotic, man. The Baltimore Ravens, man. I, I love Lamar Jackson, and I love what this team can potentially become. Now, I say potential because we haven't seen them do it against upper echelon squads. But what I will say is this. That defense is getting healthier. Tyus Bowser and David Ajabo are back, two guys that are pressure players in that defensive front. That is going to take some pressure off the back end of that defense. But this team is opportunistic when it comes to getting takeaways. The defense can stop the run. They they can rush the passer, Carlin. They're 10th in sacks in the National Football League, so they can get after it. It's only going to get better. And then on offense, you're talking about having a top-10 scoring offense in a group that can light it up when they have their full complement of weapons. I get that they struggled late against the Buffalo Bills and late against the New York Giants, but Rashad Bateman didn't play in that fourth quarter against the Bills, and he wasn't available the entirety of the game against the Giants. I think him coming back healthy potentially this week is what's going to make a difference in terms of that offense. You want to know the real problem with your list? What's up? Only two teams belong on it. That's the problem. Okay. The problem with the list is that The Cincinnati Bengals belong there because they've been there and because they do seem to be a team that gets better later in the year. We saw that last year, and I I have too many weapons to contend with to not be a factor, and I think they'll get better defensively. And I'm with you on San Francisco. If they're healthier, especially on defense, I'm absolutely with you. I'm not there on the Packers. I'm no way I'm there on the Packers right now because I I think the Packers may not make the playoffs. That's that's how screwed up that situation seems to me right well, now. Well, ESPN's analytics seems to disagree with you. Well, I don't believe in analytics. I mean, listen, so my, all, all five of my top five teams that can mm-hmm. make a run at the Super Bowl are on that list. That, that's and great. They're, they're the top five. Te- those are the top five teams. The, now, they're not in the exact order I had them, but those are the top five teams. Well, th- those, are, those are the ones with the chance to make the playoffs, and that's, that's fine. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, ESPN analytics has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the best chance to make the playoffs at 90%. The Green Bay Packers as the second best chance at 74. The Baltimore Ravens at three at 73. San Francisco 49ers at four with 68. And the Cincinnati Bengals at five at 66. Look. When it comes so my top five teams that are three and three that have a chance to make a run at the Super Bowl are ESPN's analytics top five teams that are three and three with a chance to make the okay, playoffs. Okay, percentages and analytics, I get it, but it's not everything, and we know this. Well, I didn't base it on the analytics. I didn't even see the damn analytics list before I made my list. All right, I so based but it then on don't the use it test. for justification well, I'm just saying, of picking Tom Brady, who you and I both know. If he, if you gave him some truth serum right now, he regrets not. He regrets coming back. No, I don't agree with that. I absolutely I believe that. that. I, don't agree I, I think in everything we have seen from Tom Brady so far this year, he absolutely regrets playing coming back, and I, I know what that number says. I do think there is okay, a drop okay, off in his okay, play. Okay, so here's the thing. There are ten teams that are three and three. I gave you my five in no uncertain order. You yeah. said only two teams belong on it. Who are your top five teams that are three and three that should make this a run the at problem. the Super Bowl? I don't have three other teams that could legitimately make a run at the Super Bowl at three and three. So it's ridiculous that you're criticizing my list. And I had to come up with five. It's ridiculous that you're criticizing Well, me. these are the ABCs of me. That's what you have to deal with. Welcome. So, so you're buying stock in the Dolphins? You're buying stock in the Rams? You're buying stock in the Falcons or the Patriots? I Good luck with that. Things. I said Good none luck of those things. The one thing I will Good say about that. the Rams... Be careful. Let's see what they do here if they get a little bit healthier on the offensive line and if they go out and make a trade or two and, you know, blank them picks Even again. if they get healthier on the offensive line, that offensive line ain't good. Listen, I, I, I get it. If they, if they get a little bit healthier there and it's manageable enough, it wasn't a great line last year. Mm. It was good enough. Mm. 
Matt Stafford going to stop throwing the ball to the other team? Let me let me throw a little name out to you. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, how, how, how's, a, how's a running back going to run when there's no hole to run through? Canty and Carlin. As Bill Parcells used to say, not very well. In Fort Greene, ESPN Radio, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And we are coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Why the loser of tonight's game is done. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. So before the show today, Canty and I were in Barton Hahn's studio uh, having our production meeting with Nuno. Bubba, you know, parachuted in, dropped in as he will do on occasion. Okay. Uh, and you were particularly annoyed that... That there was an item in the studio. Yeah, yes. and it was over near Bart, and that item was Tabasco sauce. Yes, Elaborate. Well, here's the thing. There's only four acceptable hot sauces. There are only four that we acknowledge, okay? Okay. Now, in no uncertain, no certain order, okay? You've got Texas Pete, you've got Louisiana, mm-hmm. you've got Crystal, and you've got Frank's Red Hot. That's okay. it. That's the list for hot sauces. What about Any- Cholula? Unacceptable. 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 Okay. Cholula, Sriracha, unacceptable. Sriracha. As far as hot sauce condiments go, anything to add kick to the food that you're eating, those are the ones that are acceptable. What about sriracha mayo? No. Man, why not? They, that's, first of all, both of those are terrible. So why would you combine them and think they'd See, be See, here's better? the thing. I don't like mayo. I like sriracha mayo. I hate mayo. I hate sriracha. None of them will be at the, none of them will be at the candy kickback or the candy cookout. All right. Now, I, I totally agree on the Tabasco front. So... I don't I know. If don't, it was Bart I don't understand or why you're wasting your time with Tabasco. Like it just it it does nothing. I don't know if it was, it was Bart or was it Han. No, it was Bart. It was it Bart. was Bart. And I actually had a chance to address it with him when I came into the studio right as they were rapping "Get Up," and I was like, "Yo, what's up with the Tabasco sauce?" He was like, "It's the only thing I could find," and I was like, "Bart, there are other places you can find a different type of hot sauce. Like if they've got Tabasco, they've got one of the big four. But what if he had ordered?" Lunch and there was only Tabasco around here, and it is there is something to the well, notion then, of then, any well, port but, in a storm where you do what you have to well, do. No, see, 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 that's where you're slipping on. That's where you're slipping on your macking right there. Bar. I mean, the thing you have to keep in mind, like, listen, let's put this in its proper perspective. If Beyonce can keep hot sauce in her purse, then who the hell is Bart <laughs> Scott not to have hot sauce in his bag? If you know you're going to have lunch, as Bart does every show, right? He has lunch in the studio before the show. If you know you're going to eat lunch and you know you like hot sauce to add a little extra kick, then why wouldn't you invest in bringing some damn hot sauce to where you're going to have lunch? It just only seems logical. Yeah. Now, I know Bart got hit in the head a lot for a living, but he should be able to remember that much. Oh, I can tell you that having worked with Bart at another place, he usually is fully stocked with all those types of items, which is what finds this to be all the more surprising and, frankly, disappointing. Yeah, it's a finable offense. No shade to Tabasco, but it's just not acceptable as one of the hot sauces that would be preferred. So, again, it's Crystal, Louisiana, Texas Pete, and Frank's Red Hot. Period, point blank, that is the end of the hot sauce list. Tom Petty's birthday today. So does that mean we get Petty Bubba, or is that just every day? Uh, 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 well, Bubba's petty, petty no matter what. Okay. It's, it's Tom Petty. Bubba, are you a huge Tom Petty guy? Uh, I wouldn't say huge. Yeah, I mean, pretty big. We'll go pretty big. Solid? Yeah, solid. Seen him a few times. Great show. Saw him on his final tour. 
See, I not always, knowing it was going to be his final tour. Yeah. yeah, I always regretted not seeing him. No, that's embarrassing for you. Yes, it is embarrassing for me. But you know what else is new? I got to add it to the list. Is that no, the biggest it, regret it's on the list in terms of seeing a live musical performance? Uh, is that my biggest regret? Uh, it's up there. Um, for me, it's Prince. Like not seeing Prince well, yeah. in person. Like I, that's just yeah. one of the ones. Like. Man, I wish I would have had a chance like, to see that, but I can't that level remember, of greatness. I can't even remember the chance I would have had to see Prince. Yeah. Like, there were opportunities where I would have looked at it and said, oh, man. I Prince wish was I... always on tour, though. Yeah. Prince was always on tour. Yeah. I guess It's that's not true. like there wasn't an opportunity to go see Prince in concert. I would have loved to have seen Prince. Yeah. I would have loved to have yeah. seen Prince. I, I, and I know they came back, but for a long time, Rage Against the Machine wasn't together. I would have loved saw to Saw him this him. summer. One of the best concerts I ever saw. It was that good, huh? It was unbelievable. Yeah, I saw him at MSG. Hopefully they don't break up again. It was, it was ridiculous. They were unreal. Oh, best concert I've ever been to, Frankie Beverly featuring Maze. Really? Yes. Frankie Beverly and Maze? Huh. 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 Outstanding. Wow. Wow. Make you want to shout. Listen, I've been to plenty of U2 concerts. I've been to plenty of Springsteen concerts. The the concert that I went to that surprised me how awesome it was was Green Day. Green, Green Day. Day, really? Green Day was amazing in okay. person. I saw him at Jones Beach on Long Island. Okay. So, so good. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are in for Greeny today. We are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Look, there are so many podcasts out there right now, and it takes a team of people to bring them together, whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business. One place makes it easy, ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Cardinals and Saints tonight. The Saints have a lot of people not playing. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back for the Cardinals, but Dan Graziano made an interesting point earlier when he was on the show with us at the beginning of the hour, Chris, and that is the Cardinals should take care of business tonight, but oftentimes the Cardinals just don't seem to take care of business. Mm -hmm. This is Keyshawn on Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning on Cliff Kingsbury and the situation in Arizona. This is the National Football League. This is not SMU playing Texas Tech. This is not Lubbock, Texas. This is the National Football League. When you have a quarterback that you pay this type of money to and he is your running back, essentially, what you have him doing on third and fourth down is go try to get us the first down, run around. No adjustments. He looks lost at times as a head coach on the sideline. He is in over his head. And look, I'm not calling for the man's job. It ain't my job to call for his job. But I do know that Steve Wilkes, black Black or white, got fired after one year. You never gave him an opportunity that you've given Cliff Kingsbury sitting at 26, 28, and 1. And you extended him another five years at close to $6 million a year. That's the thing I can't understand. Mm -hmm. How do Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury get those extensions? And I understand that they had improved each year, but they hadn't improved to the point where you knew that you were definitively headed in the right direction towards a championship. And that's why, boy, I just don't get why that was necessary at that point for either of those guys. Well, they're tied to the quarterback, right? I yeah. mean, you brought in Cliff Kingsbury because you had the opportunity to draft Kyler Murray. They're mm-hmm. tied at the hip. For goodness sakes, they had the same agent. 
So, I mean, I, I can understand how the organization can talk themselves into an extension for the head coach if they're on the verge of giving an extension to the quarterback. I mean, you're paying Kyler Murray $40 million a year. You've essentially turned over control of the franchise to the quarterback. Now, whether or not they should have done that is a, a different debate, but the fact that you went down that road – I think is what led to the Bidwell family deciding that we're going to keep this brain trust together because they're the ones that are responsible for bringing in Kyler. But here's the deal. When you listen to Keyshawn's comments, it's hard to defend Cliff Kingsbury because Key is absolutely right. You look at the end of game management against the Eagles, there's no way that your quarterback, after you call that draw play, shouldn't know that you got to get the first down. And if you don't get the first down, you can't spike it on third down yeah. because that means we have to kick a field goal. That was a and bad you, look. And you had 30 seconds left on the clock. So you could have made it a closer try for Matt Amendola. And we know how sketchy Matt Amendola was as a kicker because he's the guy that cost the Chiefs in week three against the Colts. So all I'm simply saying is this. You look at that situation. You look at situational football in general. This team is 28th in third down conversions on offense, Carlin. 28th. They're 20th in red zone efficiency. Oof. Those things fall at the feet of the head coach. I know you want to blame the quarterback for everything, but the head coach has got to be responsible and wear that too. That is a failure on Cliff Kingsbury's part, and here's the deal. He's an offensive-minded coach, and the offense is what's struggling the most when it comes for the Arizona Cardinals. So that's the part that I can't get past. So if we're going to be critical of the quarterback – and we got to be critical of the head coach, too. Uh, absolutely we do. And, and Chris, the other thing that bothered me a lot about that was how they started last year and then how they finished. Yeah. I mean, when you start, what did they start, 7-0? Yeah. I mean, they got off to a ridiculously amazing start, and then it just all fell apart for them. And that's why, like, if I'm an owner and I'm going to hand out extensions to my GM and to my coach, the, the GM, who, by the way, not too long ago, until we brought the coach in, had drafted Josh Rosen. Like, Steve Kime, what championship team is Steve Kime built? And I missed it. Yeah, I, I, I see it. That one, I, I, don't, I don't get that at all. But the bigger the issue— The one thing I will say, though, about yeah. Steve Kime, and I'm glad you brought him up, mm. not too many general managers can survive firing two coaches yeah. and having two top ten quarterbacks that didn't necessarily work out. Not, not too many no. GMs can survive that. So if this Kyler Murray experiment doesn't work out and this team doesn't turn a corner this year, mm-hmm. not only are people going to be looking at Cliff Kingsbury, they're going to be looking at Steve Kime too. They should be. And, and then there's the ultimate importance of tonight because both of these two teams with the Saints and the Cardinals are two and four. Mm-hmm. Chris, you go to two and five, season's over. Yeah, You can pretty much pack it in. So if you're looking at this, who are you banking on to get the job done in a game like this because we've established that the Cardinals are not trustworthy in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yet, the Saints are as banged up as could be. Yeah, They've got so many... I mean, there's no Michael Thomas tonight. The, you know, they do get Alave back, but they've got problems all over the place offensively. Uh, why, at this point, should I believe in either of these teams? Well, it's hard to buy into either one of these two teams, Carlin, because it feels like they're short, they're falling short of expectations. And as far as the head coaches are concerned, does either one invoke a lot of confidence? No. I mean, do you trust Dennis Allen to be able to push the right buttons to make this thing turn around for the Saints? I don't. Do you trust Cliff Kingsbury to be able to do the same? I don't. So well, this that, is that, that's that's the problem. But I will say this: in looking at the matchup outside of Marshawn Lattimore, who's banged up. 
that Saints secondary is awful. I mean, yeah. they're allowing a passer rating uh, right at 100 for opposing quarterbacks. And so, Lattimore's out tonight. And, and so, so Exactly. Yeah. So good luck with that, with DeAndre Hopkins coming back and then them adding Robbie Anderson as well. So I could see the Arizona Cardinals taking a lot of shots over the top, a lot of 50-50 balls, and trusting their receivers to be able to beat those suspect Saints DBs. Well, this brings us to some interesting questions that we will ask about buyer's remorse in 30 seconds. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is here for you, and they're always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, along with 24-7 support, experienced staff, curbside pickup at over 250 local branches. And you can get free access to product specialists ready to help you track down hard-to-find items. Plus, Granger's commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Be a part of the show on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Buyer's remorse. Nuno, should we... You want to host this? Should we have Bubba host this? But we have a list of people and coaches and players that we wonder, should you have buyer's remorse on? What do you think here, Nuno? Well, Bubba's going to get some music. So I'll start the first one. Okay. The Cardinals' decision to re-sign Cliff Kingsbury. Do they have any buyer's remorse on that? They should. They absolutely should, what we were just talking about. That I didn't understand, and I get it. They, they were making overall progress, but Chris, they were not making overall progress that would lead me to believe they were a couple of players away from being championship contenders. Well, they had the first overall pick the year they hired Cliff Kingsbury, so they were god-awful. They went 5-10-1 the first year, 8-8 eight eight the second year, and then last year they were, what, 11-6, and six, and they went to the postseason? So, I mean, it's incremental improvement. I can understand how you can talk yourself into giving him an extension, but it hasn't worked out. And you're wondering now, has the NFL caught up to the schemes that Cliff Kingsbury is running? Next. Speaking of the Cardinals, do they have buyer's remorse giving Kyler all that money? Not yet. Not yet. But we may not be far off. And by far off, I mean after this year. I definitely think they could regret that decision after this year. Uh, no, I don't think they are going to have buyer's remorse from it. It's not going to be the return on investment that they wanted in year one, but I think over the long term, Kyler Murray is your guy. You're going to have a hard time doing better than him. College football is on ESPN Radio Saturday. Don't miss number seven, Ole Miss at LSU, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. This college football preview brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage. With the best loan originators in the game, Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. Next. Let's talk about the team that they're facing tonight, the Saints. Do they have buyer's remorse with going with Dennis Allen as their head coach? They absolutely should. Hell yeah, they do. Of course they do. Like, I never understood this. You know who was on this? Amy Trask was on this at the very beginning at what a bad decision this was and how he struggled as much as he did out in Oakland. Yeah, I mean, he was a failed coach the first time around, and there were other options that were there to be had 
in this hiring cycle. They could have went with Mike McDaniel. They could have went with Kevin O'Connell. Especially and they chose, if you're going and, with Jameis Winston. And they chose not to. And you think about the trends. It's usually leaning toward an offensive-minded head coach. You're seeing them have overwhelmingly more success than defensive head coaches. And so I just don't understand why they went that route, and it's not working out for them. Next. What about down in Tampa? The Buccaneers, they got Todd Bowles, buyer's remorse with TB. Mm, that's interesting. At the moment, I will say no, but again, we're not that far off. Todd Bowles, I, I think, is a good coach. I don't know how good of a head coach he is. And I also know that it was an interesting comment he made this past week about too many guys are living off the Super Bowl. Tell him the truth maybe a little bit, but is that going to ruffle some feathers? Uh, listen, I, I don't think they'll have buyer's remorse because they, their defense is top five in terms of scoring and top seven in terms of yards. And then the other thing is they kept Byron Leftwich as their offensive coordinator. So the struggles on the offensive side of the ball, it ain't because of the scheme. It ain't because of the head coach. I think it's because of all of the new when it comes to the pieces that have been added this offseason. One more, go. Last one for Chris Canny, buyer's remorse. Chris Carlin? Wow! Wow! <laughs> No buyer's remorse for the big fella, although I did not anticipate this being a four-person show thanks to the two twins on his left eyelid, who's now named Aaron and Rodgers. So I got a little more than I bargained for, Bubba. I got these two styes that I just cannot rid of. But I get rid of. By the way, you can now watch us live on the ESPN app. Check out my styes, really, up close and personal and HD. It's absolutely beautiful. for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.